0: By now, you've probably seen ads about water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere on TV, social media, and probably even following you around on the internet. The water at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune was contaminated with toxic chemicals for more than three decades. It is not rare for people who drank this water for an extended period of time to develop severe illness, including kidney cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, leukemia, liver cancer, bladder cancer, birth defects, Parkinson's, and more. A new law called the PACT Act allows victims of poisoned water to seek repayment for their medical costs. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it is important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you and won't take no for an answer. To file your claim and to have your case prioritized, sign up at SickMarine.com. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search.
1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off.
2: And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live. We will let the stream breathe just for... A couple of seconds you guys know the drill make sure it's nice and stable for our audience out there and in the uh, internet land welcome in everybody to the Huddle Up podcast presented as always by Mile High Huddle powered by Overtime Media I'm your host Chad Jensen and with me we are back in the saddle together <clears throat> excuse me my partner in crime you know him you love him he is Zach Kelberman Zach this last week or so you've been doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the Huddle Up podcast with me gone on vacation one night and then having to go to a funeral the other night and just juggling a lot of balls in the air and really appreciate you going the extra mile my friend it's good to see you again.
3: Of course you know you got to do what you got to do and Chad you know family comes before everything else and I'm happy that you can get away and tend to what you needed to take care of and I'm always happy to hold down the fort and hopefully people like the product that we put out but I'm always glad to be back with you and having the normal kind of back and forth rotation that we Have to, uh, we go through every four days a week.
2: Not a ton of Bronco developments in terms of news that hasn't been covered since last we had a podcast Thursday night. Of course, Zach holding it down solo. Not a whole heck of a lot has happened since then. There are a few topics I want to get to as it relates to your Denver Broncos, though, but we are moving into the true dog days of the NFL summer. And it's really, it's slim pickings when it comes to topics. So what we plan to do with the Huddle Up podcast and all the Mile High Huddle podcasts and live stream is, of course, you know, we're going to have our topics. We're going to break down the roster. We're going to preview camp battles and things like that as we get farther into this summer. But we're basically logging in to talk to you guys, see what's on your mind, and we're going to get to what's on your mind here in just a few minutes. But, Zach, being that it's Father's Day, I was, I think it would be fun to celebrate the day with our awesome listeners and the dads in Broncos country by asking you, you know, most, most father, sons. excuse me, frog in my throat. One second. Uh, most father, sons have, a, have some kind of football memory. If you're into football, there's a good chance. If you're a football fan, there's a good chance. Your dad had a big, a big part to play in you becoming a football fan. So my question to you, just to get it open up, and then we'll move into some actual topics here. And we'd be curious to get your guys thoughts as well. People and super chats are showing up. Really appreciate the support this time of year, guys. It really means a lot to us. But Zach, I'm sure you have many, as I do. But what's a what's a uh, <clears throat> excuse me poignant football memory that you have with your dad?
3: You know, I lost my dad four years ago, so it's always a bittersweet occasion. But, you know, thinking of the good memories and thinking of those football memories, what bonded us together, that's what always brings me happiness. So I have no problem delving into it. I I just know for a fact I wouldn't be on here talking right now if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be covering the NFL if it wasn't for him. You you nailed it. Most – Guys that are into sports and and hardcore football fans, they learn that it was an inherited trait from their fathers, more more than likely. And I can definitely attest to that. Like I've mentioned, some people know this, I I grew up a a really, really diehard Jets fan. And you can, you know, castigate me all you want, you can say what you want. My literal first memory is a 98 AFC title game, the Jets and the Broncos. The Jets had a lead at halftime, didn't really work out. So from an early age, I knew Jets misery. But ever since then, from that point on, as I can even walk and talk it's always been around football he we were always sitting around the television there was nothing I liked more as his son and him being my father than sitting on Sunday from one o'clock in the afternoon to 11 o'clock at night watching football so it's all good memories I just know it's how it started uh it wasn't too happy but the overall picture I I, I thank him and I appreciate him for what he instilled in me because it allowed me to not only have the love of the NFL as a hobby I also made it into a career so it, it's all good
2: Yep. So much of what you just said, I could echo. And by the way, it is just, it's anyone who's gone through the process of losing a parent. It's just the worst, man. And I feel for you. In fact, yesterday I lost my mom exactly four years ago. Well, in February, it was four years and it was her birthday yesterday. So it was, you know, it's one of the, I, one of the ways I deal with grief personally is I just don't think about it. I lock that part of my brain away. I shut it off and out of sight, out of mind. It might sound cold. It might sound cruel, but that's one of the ways I deal with the fact that I had to lose my mom. Well, yesterday, her birthday brought up some memories and it was good to think about her and talk about her with family and stuff and whatnot. So I feel, I feel uh, your pain on that, my friend, and appreciate you sharing some memories of, and, and really how your dad influenced you. And again, I can echo a lot of that. The Broncos became a part, uh, are basically a big part of our family tradition. And the reason I even got into this business is as a, you know, d- digital sports journalism was because of my dad. Now he thinks I'm a weirdo. He thinks I've gone way. Of, he's proud of me. Don't get me wrong, but he thinks the things I remember stats, you know, he thinks I take it a little bit too seriously, but then again, because I'm so passionate about it and because I take it so seriously and I read football books and just stuff like that, you know, I've been able to, to build and and mile high huddle is a thing and, and it is what it is. So in that sense, he's very proud of me. But the one thing I remember, uh, the the number one memory I have with my dad when it comes to football is when the Denver Broncos finally won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 32. So it was, it was whatever it was, January, February of 98 is when it actually happened. And just him as a long-suffering Broncos fan, as a guy who, you know, been cheering him on for, for many decades, living through the Orange Crush Super Bowl loss to the Cowboys, living through the three Elway Super Bowl losses in the 80s, and then finally— finally victory finally triumph against the green bay packers in super bowl 32 and just how elated he was might have had one or two many drinks too many you know what i'm saying but he was <laughs> out there he was feeling it he was celebrating and and so i'll, I'll never forget that
3: so, and those will always be no matter what you do in life, Chad, I, you know, professionally or personally, it's some of the most fondest memories you'll ever have to, to look back on. And and I can speak for you, I think, when I say that we can appreciate that and that fuels us in the times that we do get sad and think about it in times that we can't ignore it. We can't repress those feelings. Having those memories with our parents and our fathers uh, is always going to be cherished. So I, I appreciate you sharing as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, and my dad, you know, he taught me, I learned a lot from him about just kind of the, you know, pushing boundaries. If you have a goal, well, figure out what it's going to take to achieve that goal, get out there and get it done. It's the only way to come close to making your dreams come true. Just kind of an entrepreneurial mindset, uh, my dad taught me. And that has informed me through everything that we've done with uh, Mile High Huddle, with the podcast, with the whole nine yards. So, my dad very strong influence on me, and of course, I love him. He's probably not listening to this right now. He doesn't really care to watch football podcasts. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we want to hear some of your some of your uh, memories, guys. And real quick before we, I want to get to a couple matters of business. But we got to grab Mark Langley. Who
1: this is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Join Planet Fitness today and get more epic energy and better sleep with tons of equipment in
3: our clean and spacious clubs. Join for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends
1: Friday, October 14th. It's glow time. See club for details. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: So uh, diligent in showing his support and love on Super Chat and also bringing the funny, bringing the levity, keeping things light Really appreciate Thank that, you, Mark. Supermark. As you know, my friend, he says, watching Garrett swirling all over the field, lost in his position, reminds me of a turd swirling in a toilet in a middle of a flush, leaving <laughs> skin marks down the hashtag used toilet bowls, hashtag damn the hashtag, damn. <laughs> hashtag Garrett check your drawers, hashtag MHA. <laughs> Hey, dude, it gets better and better. Bringing the funny starting starting to get even more descriptive you know i could i could picture the (laughs) speed marks you know so thank you my friend we really appreciate your your support as always all right we want to get to what's on your guys mind We any any memories or observations or anything about your dads feel free to share it in the stream and and uh we'll see about getting to like dennis here this is really this is very cool Dennis says, my dad took me to games 1975 watching Floyd Little. So you got a chance to see the franchise himself, the very first bona fide Bronco to make it into the Hall of Fame. That's a very cool memory, Dennis. And uh, you're lucky to have a dad that's – to help you kind of catch a piece of Broncos and NFL history. That's very cool. All right, real quick, guys. Let me do a couple quick matters of business. Even though we are in the dog days of the NFL summer – the podcast continues to grow. So we want to make sure all of our new listeners, all of our new viewers on YouTube, Facebook, etc., know how to connect with us, especially on Twitter. For those of you who um, were surprised, for example, that Friday, when as a, as a site, MHH, we celebrated the day of Juneteenth, and so there was no Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast Friday night, and they made up for it, of course, Saturday morning. But some of you might have been surprised that there was no podcast. Well, if, you, if you're following at HuddleUpPod on Twitter, you're not going to miss any of that kind of stuff, any announcements, programming. That's how you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with this show and all of the Mile High Huddle podcast. And just to double up and make sure you want to follow the mother account at Mile high Huddle And, gang, if you're in a position, check out HuddleUpPod.com. Get your swag on. And, Zach, I don't know if you saw. This just reminded me. I was going to bring this up today. Um, let me see if I can find it. Did you see that tweet from one of our great Super Chat superstars? Jane, Steven. Uh, Jane. No, 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 not from Stephen. Stephen, we love you. That, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about from Jordan Johnson. Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, later. I did.
3: The Father's Day card. That was so freaking cool. That's
2: unbelievable. It's, Amazing. It's very, uh, very poignant and to me, a very powerful thing. I think our listeners who maybe aren't as active on Twitter, I think they'd appreciate seeing this. So I'm just going to show this to you guys really quick and then we'll move on. But this is, again, this is why we want you to connect with us on Twitter on social media. Let me do this quick share screen really fast here. Grab Jordan. So he uh, showed us the card, if you can see it here, that he received from his daughter for Father's Day. And in the card, let me click on it. Hopefully you guys can see this okay. And if, oh, Zach, tell me if this grows, that you can see it better. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So in the card, his cute, sweet little daughter said, use this money for Mile High Huddle merch. And then in parentheses, tax too and then of course her her uh, message to her dad this card pretty much sums it up love you so so much and then of course she put a few dollars in there and he just he you know let he sent that across my twitter timeline and i was very moved and i said no dude you tell her you're holding on to that coin and we're, we're i got a hat coming his way so anyway on us jordan appreciate you sharing that with us that helped make the day for us so Appreciate that. And gang, if you do want to get one of these hats, if you want to get a t-shirt, if you want to get a mile high huddle hoodie, a face mask, a huddle up podcast mug, a little something for everybody, male, female, whatever, go to huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. And if you're not in a position to do any of that, it's all good. Just make sure you are subscribed, especially if you're on YouTube, like this video, wherever you're watching it live currently, or if you're watching it after the fact, be sure to like this video and then share it out. If you really like and love what Zach and I are doing for you here at the huddle up podcast. All right. Let's, uh, let's grab a couple more supers. And then there's a couple of topics I do want to get to today. Let's grab Bronco Batman jumping in with a $5 super. Really appreciate that. And really dig your, your profile pic there. My friend with the barbecue says happy father's day to all the fathers out in Broncos country. Sorry. I haven't been on much here lately, but love the channel. Keep up the great work fellas. Appreciate that my friend. And you know, it's like, Today, for example, it would have been really easy as myself being a family man. Zach's still living that bachelor lifestyle, still out there doing his thing. As a family man, it would have been really easy to cancel today's podcast or or put it off and you know we'll make it up down the road type thing. But we know you guys are ready. We know you guys are out there waiting for the for the podcast, waiting for the conversation, waiting for the content. And so we make time for it, set it aside. Not to say I didn't want to talk to you guys today because I totally did, but it's this kind of support that makes us – feel the, the pull to to be here for you each and every night. So we really appreciate that. And here's Steven jumping in. By the way, that is a very cool Jerry Judy shirt that you showed us on Twitter. Congrats yep. on getting that, my friend. Appreciate the super. He says, hi, guys. Hope your day was awesome. Go Broncos. Appreciate that. Hope your day was good as well. Mike Evans as well. fide Super Chat superstar. Appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you. Thanks for being here with Thank us. Thank you, Mike. And... Uh, I'll finish up. I got your last email, Mike, and we'll be, I'll be following up on that. And then how about Zeus? Zeus Also a father out there in Broncos country showing some love, very generous on super chat. He says, happy father's day. Appreciate you, my friend Stu. And, uh, as someone who's connected with Stu on social media, it's cool to kind of see pictures of you as a dad on social media. I'm not going to say anything, but very cool to see that. And, uh, Welcome man too. And Mark here again to another super. He says, what's up, my guys, what's up Broncos country saying hello. So appreciate all you guys. It means the world to us when you, when you show out like that. So Zach, one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on here is a couple things. First and foremost, as we know, again, dog days of summer without OTAs, what has happened? Well, the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke kind of spearheading it leading the way over the last uh, I want to say since mid May has been back in Denver might even be slightly earlier than that. Like first of May, but he's been back in Denver now for many weeks, gathering the troops together, practicing in Denver area parks. And Zach, they've been operating the full offense, but just what was it? It was either Friday, Thursday or Friday, the NFL PA, their doctor guy, Tom, 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 I forget his last Ma- name. Meyer mayor. Yes. Thank you. I think released an advisory basically saying that, Hey, Let's put the kibosh on player organized workouts away from the facility because the word that shall go unnamed is spiking in certain parts of the country and better safe than sorry. Let's just stay isolated until training camp, which remains on pace and on schedule for now for July 28th. That sets the stage for, and you know, that's, it's an advisory. Obviously players can do whatever they want there. It's a free country. They don't have to, necessarily listen to the NFLPA, although I would say that the vast majority of them do, but it kind of triggers the question of what if something happens this this fall, the season is either there's no fans, we talked about this quite a bit before on this podcast, but maybe there's no fans, maybe the season gets cut into a portion of what it normally is, whatever the case might be, the NFL is very much staring down the barrel of a potential significant revenue loss. And, of course, if the NFL, by virtue of not being able to have fans in the stands or if there are less games, which means less TV money, the whole nine yards, how will that affect things? Well, we know it would force the salary cap to come down next year. Over these last, you know, basically for I don't know how many consecutive years, but it's many, the salary cap has increased each and every year by by whatever. It's like 5% increase. Might be a little bit more than that. Don't quote me on that. Each and every year. But, Zach – if the, it's all based on revenues. So the NFL is an 800 pound gorilla. That $13 billion a year nut continues to grow each year and that gets funneled to the salary cap for the players. That's how they, one of the ways that the primary way they share in the revenue with the owners. But Zach, if the word that shall go unnamed significantly curtails revenue, the salary cap could come down significantly. I've seen some people spitball that it could come down by as much as 40%. Now, if that's the case, Zach, and the Broncos end up, you know, same with all the other 32 teams, they would have some tough decisions to make. And first and foremost, and I want to get your thoughts on this, this is from an article uh, from, from Bob Morris wrote on this very subject this past week. He said, quote, how it could affect the Broncos, quote, focusing on the Broncos, some might question whether the team might cut players with bigger contracts or cap hits. Players such as, now nobody get their panties in a wad, just bear with us, players such as Vaughn bon Miller, A.J. Bouye, Kareem Jackson, Jarrell Casey, each have high cap hits with no guaranteed money in 2021. Juwan James has a high cap hit as well with $5 million in injury-only guarantees. The Broncos could save cap space and cash by moving on from any of those players if they had to get under a now significantly lower cap. However, I suspect they will do so if their play in 2020 doesn't justify the cap hit. So that's the only way he sees it happen. That's been typical for the Broncos in past seasons. They keep veterans around as long as they play at a level that justifies the cap hit. So, and then one last thing, as for unrestricted free agents, the Broncos don't have any who are at this time considered high priorities to retain. You got Garrett Bowles might become a priority if he has a good 2020 season, but there's no guarantee. And then you got Todd Davis, Brandon McManus have played well, but aren't necessarily must retain players. Furthermore, who, uh, excuse me, what could happen with a slowed growth rate for the salary cap is that player salaries won't rise as fast. In other words, chances are you won't see a lot of players reset the market except perhaps at quarterback. That's yeah. to the Broncos' advantage because they may not have to pay as much as expected for, e- for free agents they would want to sign in the future. So he goes on, and I would suggest, guys, you go and read this article. But do you see this as being a pressing issue that the Broncos need to start kind of preempting a little uh. bit? Do you think this is just one of those things where it's a bridge you cross if you get there.
3: Yeah, I tend to agree with with that second line of thinking. I mean, uh, teams plan for the here and now. They don't really plan for the, too much down the road, especially financially. I'm not pretending to be a doctor or an economist. I don't know where we're going to be in 2021, but I'm assuming that by then we'll have a vaccine, it will be under control, and this will, by next year, at this time, be kind of a thing of the past, and teams can start operating as normal. Now, in the meantime, no fans in the stands, concession losses, revenue losses. It's going to be tough for this season I just don't think it's going to have a long-ranging impact beyond next year. I I think for the here and now, uh, teams could give second thought to handing out big mega deals. I think for the Broncos' case, they would be wise to lock down Justin Simmons now and not wait until next offseason or later in the season when his price will rise up. Uh, I, it, it will impact players in that aspect, but it's not going to have this damaging, irreparable uh, uh, effect like you see in baseball or, or the NBA. The NFL is so profitable. It, it's a cash cow. It's America's pastime. The new TV deals are kicking in. The new CBA is kicking in. And, yeah, this issue right now is a setback, and it's going to hurt a little bit. But in the long term, considering how profitable teams in the leagues are, or this league specifically, I don't think it's going to have a long-ranging impact. That's just my opinion. You
1: know. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Join Planet Fitness today and get more epic energy and better sleep with tons of equipment in our clean and spacious
1: clubs. Join for one dollar down, ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, October fourteenth. It's Glow Time. See club for details. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.
2: And what's the worst that could happen? I mean, if indeed the salary cap due to revenue losses was to drop by as much as 40% and suddenly the Broncos have more money on the books than they have uh, legal room to spend, there's only one option. And that is going to the players and asking them to take a step back this year with the expectation that by the time you get to the football season of 2021, everything will be back to normal And we can get back to business as usual. That's the worst that could happen. Now, I really tend to concur with Zach on this. This is a bridge you cross if and when you get there. We still don't know exactly how this season is going to unfold with regard to the word that shall go unnamed. Different parts of the country, it's spiking You've got little outbreaks here and there, and it's something to monitor. It's something to pay attention. We hope everybody's being safe and responsible and minding their hygiene, just like we learned in March, you know, all the things to start paying close attention to. But honestly, Zach, if the worst case scenario is that this season plays without fans in the stands, if that's the worst case scenario, the NFL still stands to make a ton of money yep. with TV rights, merchandising, the whole nine yards. Now, the thing that I would worry about, to be honest with you, without stands in the, uh, fans in the stands, as much as that would suck, I worry about the little economies in each of these 32 NFL cities that are built up around fans being at the yep. stadium on a Sunday, a Thursday night, or a Monday night. People's jobs, people's livelihoods that are dependent on that, not to mention businesses that are dependent on it. So – That's what I worry about, and that's why, again, I'm inclined to think – I'm inclined to believe that the NFL, who has continued to stick to their guns with regard to all their dates, they haven't moved off one date yet. They didn't move off uh, free agency. They didn't move off the draft. They didn't move off OTAs, holding OTAs at least virtually. They could have just bagged it and said, well, we'll we'll, we'll get there eventually. Training camp remains on pace for July 28th, and I think in a worst-case scenario too – Teams might have to consider some kind of a protocol Zach during the season where look, you have to kind of live in a bubble. You, you know, you have to sign some kind of a not sign, but you have to agree to some kind of parameters where, you know, you don't get to go to clubs on Friday night or you don't get to go out and necessarily socialize. You have to stay at the team hotel. And the price you pay is, you know, the you're getting paid many millions of dollars. And if not, even if you're low man on the totem pole, many hundreds of thousands of dollars. You're willing to make those sacrifices to your social life, to your personal life, being, you know, only your family you can see face to face in order to continue to play this game that you love and and get paid, you know, become a very wealthy and rich person. So if that's the worst thing that could happen, I still see plenty of paths and plenty of roads for there to be an NFL season. And that's if worst case, there's no fans in the stands.
3: There's going to be a season. I think that's a foregone conclusion based on how the NFL has operated this entire offseason. But you were dead on. I mean, the upper class, the athletes, the general managers, the coaches, guys making a million plus uh, uh, every single year. They're not going to be hurting so much. It's the middle class. As usual, they're the ones that they're going to get screwed by this. They're the ones that are losing money. They can't operate their businesses. So, yeah, in those 32 NFL cities, you know, Monday through Saturday when there's not games on, they're going to be standing to lose a lot of their income, a lot of their revenue. Um, that being said, though, I just can't see a bubble working. It's not like the NBA. I touched on this on the last pod on Thursday. It's not like the NBA where it's, it's a, a very limited group of employees, of players, of, tr- of coaches, of trainers. The NFL, it's, it's 60, 70 people at any given moment. You can't keep them in a bubble. One thing I read was testing them Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Then, then they travel Saturday. Or they stay home Saturday if they have a home game. I'm thinking, what if they catch it on Friday? What if they catch it Saturday? The NFL has to prepare for the inevitability. Of players catching it and, and having some sort of workaround, some sort of IR list, some sort of contingency plan. Remember though, when they when they did the schedule, they put it in place where it's interchangeable at any given time. So they've prepared for this. They they, they want to have a season, they know there's gonna be a season. And I think based on the Kareem Jackson, Von Miller, Ezekiel Elliott, this is inevitability. It, it's not just a hope and it's not just a, a, a wish. The players are going to get it. Fans are, are going to get it, it's gonna happen and they just have to, maybe by then, maybe if they all get it now, and in July, come September, we all have immunity to it, herd immunity. I'm, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not spouting off science takes. I just think yeah, that's one. Tech. Right, yeah, I don't want to you know, get bad for being too positive, but yeah. it's, it's one thing that could happen, and I think the NFL is looking at any alternative or plan. But by far and away, fans or no fans, crowd noise or no crowd noise, there's going to be a season in September.
2: I just want to share this memory that Stu mentioned here of his dad. He says, I remember watching the drive with my dad when I was living up at Idaho Springs in Colorado. That's awesome. And that is a very cool memory. Yeah. I also um, have some special memories of that era as well. Mark jumping into say happy Father's Day on Super Chat. Really appreciate you again. Same Mark. to you, Mark. Thank and you. a team. This is a new face, a new name that we haven't, I don't recognize in our super chat. It's good Welcome. to have you, my friend. Welcome. And thank you. He says, I've been watching you guys for a while. Thank you for being great Broncos Dan. because I live in Louisiana and we don't have too many. Yeah. You're down in the, in the saints neck of the woods. And uh, Christy, thank you. Happy father's day to you. And not to you, but to yours, to your, the fathers in your life. Um, Steve again. Jumping in, $5 super. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steven. So, getting rain where I live, looking forward to Madden 21 and looking forward to the football season. It's going to come in one form or another. And, you know, it's there are going to be pitfalls with this season that are going to be very unique to the this year of 2020, but I'm confident that the NFL is going to be able to navigate them. And here's Terry jumping in up in Canada, proving, as always, the Broncos country is not – a geographic location. It is a state of being. He says, my dad is a Bears fan, but uh, you know what, Terry, I, I would be willing to bet your dad somehow influenced you becoming a Broncos fan by virtue of some kind of an interest in football. Maybe he made you play football. It's like my, my son, for example, he, uh, I have three sons, but only one of them really cared to play sports. All the, you know, I, I, I made them all try sports, but only one really continued to want to play sports. And he loves football. That's his favorite sport. Even though the sport he's the best at is basketball, he loves playing football. And I think it's because he, you know, he knows I love football. And so he wants to do the things that he sees his dad do. And I'm sure just going back to what you said there, Terry, there's probably some sort of an influence with your dad. Maybe I could be wrong. You could be the exception, but I know a lot of guys right now are nodding their heads, having dad, you know, make him play tackle football and, you know, resisting it at first and then loving it and being glad that their dad's made them play tackle football. KP jumping in with the $5 super appreciate you K-
3: KP trolling as usual.
2: I got, I got to read okay. this one first here, Chad, let's not say the B word hashtag book. It's almost <laughs> like the name that should go up unmentioned. Oh man. Speaking of which I decided to, you know, I, I do read a lot of books that are on football that have nothing to do with the Broncos. And so with the idea of having a little book club segment each week, I thought, well, the best way to kind of break our listeners into that kind of a thing is to start with a Bronco book. So I am rereading uh, Nate Jackson's Slow Getting Up, and I've already highlighted a few sectors. Later this week, we're gonna I'll, I'll break that out. We'll discuss some really interesting stuff from the late Mike Shanahan era in Denver. We're going to get to that uh, later this week. And then Christy showing some love. Queen. So consistent. The queen of MHH. Appreciate you so much, Christy. Christy. And let me see here. Oh, just did a jump. Bear with us one second here. Let me scroll back up. Hopefully we got. Buana on this one. We're good. Actually, we're good. We're good. Um, Terry. Here's a $2 super for my brother. Bronx legend. And Bronx legend is a legend, by the way. And he actually said something on Twitter today that made me have kind of do a double take, made me rethink one of my own takes. And that's one, one thing that's really cool about actual conversation, actual dialectic dialogue, talking to to one another is that if you actually go, most people when they listen, Zach, they don't listen to to, to listen. They listen to reply or they listen to respond instead of listening to try to understand And that's only exacerbated and intensified on social media. And something Bronx legend said to me today actually made me realize something that I'm not going to get into today because it's not right now. Anyway, it's not necessarily a football topic, but uh, Bronx legend is the man. Here's Gary Palmer jumping in down in Yuma. Appreciate you, my friend. He says, happy to catch a live one. You guys rock Denver Broncos for life. Thank you, you, Gary. Zach, I don't know. Did we talk about the last week. Last week was a blur for me because of what was going on in my family with my uh, wife's grandmother passing away. Did we talk about Daniel Jeremiah's 40 times study and how the Broncos seem to have closed the gap with the Chiefs? I don't think we did.
3: I don't think we did. We did, did the, the ranking of this of the skill group, and they were 10th, and, we, and the Chargers okay. were
2: 6th. I think that's the only
3: thing along those lines that we did.
2: So let me do a quick share screen because you guys are going to want to see this, and then we'll get to We'll get back to the uh, chat stream here in just one second. But hopefully you guys can see. I'm going to try and make it bigger. This is Daniel Jeremiah. What he said is, we pulled 40 times for every team in the league and projected their lineup in 11 personnel, which is, of course, one running back, one tight end, three wide outs, for the 2020 season. Here are the five fastest groups in the league based on 11 personnel, so three wide sets. The Giants are at the top of the list, Zach, at f- averaging 4.42 second speed. Then the Chiefs and the Broncos are tied at number two. So the Broncos, from a pure speed perspective, closed the distance with the Chiefs, followed by the Panthers and the Texans, tied respectively at three. How much does this matter, Zach?
3: Not a lot. I mean, the, the three of those teams on the list are terrible. It's nice to be in the same breath as the Chiefs, but you know, speed is one thing. It's not the end all, be all, and they have to prove it. They have to do more things and just run really fast. Uh, it's cool to go over right now, and it's nice to see the Broncos finally have that juice on offense they've been seeking for so long. But when you consider the Giants are ahead of the pack, there, it just it doesn't it doesn't equate to winning or success. That's all I can say.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Join Planet Fitness today and get more epic energy and better sleep with
3: tons of equipment in our clean and spacious clubs. Join for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends
1: Friday, October 14th. It's glow time. See club for details. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
2: Yeah, I mean, just ask John Ross how much just pure speed really matters to the game. You know, Al Davis. Davis. That's exact. You just took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. Ask Darius Hayward Bay how much. Now, look, so long as it's in the hands of a football player, because there's a difference between a guy just being fast and a guy actually being a football player. And as long as it's in the hand, that speed is within the possession of a true football player, passionate, serious pro, and with the right quarterback and in the right scheme, that's when, you know, and it sounds like a lot of stars need to align in order for that speed to really pay dividends for a team. And I think they are aligning for the Denver Broncos with regard to Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. You've got, of course, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. you got the two running backs. And then you've got the trigger man. Is Drew Locke going to take that step forward in year two and really kind of – he doesn't have to blow the doors down in terms of being that next second-year guy to uh, take the league by storm like we've heard Colin Cowherd talk about a few times and him believing that he's the guy that's going to pop this year. I think there's a good chance that that's how it shakes out, but he doesn't even need to be that in order for this offense to really close the gap with the Chiefs. He just needs to be a point guard that walks that razor's edge of pushing the ball down the field while also not being too reckless with the ball.
3: You know, I said it when Trevor Simeon got the starting job, when they traded for Keenan, when they traded for Flacco, you know, based on the the surrounding offensive talent, they don't have to – and with the defense, they don't have to be – All star. They don't have to be MVP. They don't have to be Pro Bowl. Just be above average. Just be good. Just be reliable. Don't make mistakes. Don't put your defense in bad situations. Put some points on the board. Take some time off the clock and let your defense do the rest. And that especially applies to Drew Locke because he has so much talent around him. He has so much talent on his own right and also a great defense and a great coaching staff. He doesn't have to be the MVP this year. And I don't think he will be, but he doesn't have to be. Just be reliable. Just take that next step forward as the Broncos project. Trust your coaches, trust your playmakers and the Broncos will be fine, Chad. Poppy jumping in with a
2: very wow. very generous super chat on Father's Day. <clears throat> it's uh very humbling and we thank you so much Poppy for showing us that love and I just That's realized amazing. that today thumbing through Twitter that Poppy's uh selfie that she has here in her YouTube profile pic here is still pinned at Huddle Up Pod on Twitter. So Poppy, we appreciate you. Thanks for kind of repping the brand for us on social media. She says, happy Father's Day to all the fathers in Broncos country. Celebrating Father's Day with my dad tonight. Love, MHH family. Go Broncos. Poppy, give your best to your dad from us. And uh, thank you so much for your support. It means everything to us. Yeah, it's incredible. Here's uh, Big E Bronco. Says, MHH is the only seven-day-a-week pod. The best out there. They are there for us. When we're on the mountain, when we're on the mountain, or in the, or in the valleys. Okay, we're whether on the mountaintops or in the valleys. That's right, dude. That's hey, you're using the, some of the same things, the same kind of uh, verbiage that we talk about on this podcast, and we appreciate that. We appreciate that. It would be for easy least. to just you know come to you guys right now, for example, and say, hey, look, we're in the dog days of summer. and There's not much happening. Zach and I, we're going to go from four nights a week with you to two or one. You know, we're going to cut out some of the other pods because there's just not, you know, there's no football happening. There's no free agency. There's no moves. There's no draft to look forward to or to talk about, but we're not going to do that. And it's because of your support and it's because of, you know, we have you in mind. That's the truth. Like it's we want to be here for you and provide this outlet for you each and every night. So thank you. James here, already the NFLPA is advising players to not group at all, could have huge ramifications for the Broncos in particular. It could, and I'll be curious to see how much guys like Drew Locke and, and the players under his influence or purview, that how much they listen to that NFLPA bulletin that came out Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was. I'll be curious to see. Um, all right, bear with me one sec here. Oh, my goodness. You know,
3: Two thoughts, Chad, real quick before yeah. we get to that. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen so many valleys and not a lot of mountains. I'm ready to see mountaintops, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, if the Broncos – I had a thought about this while you are reading that question. If they're so concerned with saving money for the long term, why not cut some guys like Jeff Hyrman now and pocket the money and, and start to stash away? So I don't think that the NFL teams or general managers or shot callers are as worried or as panicked as the media would lead you to believe. Just, just my little quick – you know, lukewarm take on that. The problem
2: with it too, is you can feel the pressure mounting in the media and from the blue checkmark brigade out there on social media, especially with what Fauci said last week, early last week, like the NFL are, is going to have to do what they did with regard to the draft and free agency. They're going to have to move forward and be willing to take the fiery darts of criticism. It's going to come. It's going to happen. I think that they're big enough and strong enough to withstand it and overcome it and get out there, have a season, have something out there for the fans. Gang, 2020, we need it. This whole year has been nothing but a valley. You want to talk about mountaintops, you want peaks and valleys. 2020 has been nothing but a bottomless valley, and (laughs) the NFL can help us climb back out of that. So here's Christy jumping in with a very, very, very generous super. And, of course, a symbolic super, as she is often wont to do. She says, hey, guys, you are making a great Father's Day for a lot of people right now. I hope you can enjoy the rest of the day. Ah, appreciate that, Christy. That means the world to us. And you know You're the queen. This is right. James, thank you. I couldn't remember who it was that was projecting that figure. Uh, Andrew Mason projecting a $40.8 million loss in cap space per team. Broncos will probably look to roll over. 10 million moving their cap space for from an effective 55 million for 2021 to about uh 2 million with 47 on the roster. I'm not sure I kind of got lost at the bottom of that one there but still that's the 40.8 is what I want you guys all to focus on is that's what uh Mason is potentially projecting as could be a uh here she is again. Showing the love on Super Chat with Amazing. another symbolic number. Y'all recognize that number? That's right, Frank Tripuca. That's exactly who you were thinking of, wasn't it? All right, Queen. thank you, Christy. We appreciate you so much. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> Buona, Christy, making sure Zach can buy some some medicine to fix his cold.
3: Listen, I'm good otherwise, but I get on here. I, I don't know what it is about about the uh, potting chat. It just makes my my nose kind of come a little unglued. I <laughs> not get nasty about it, but that's why you see me doing yeah. this. Well, I'm still on over from, it. But.
2: You go from doing your thing all day because it's not like you don't talk during the day, whoever you're in. But there's a big difference between just like normal life conversation to – Having a spotlight on you and actually speaking right. and projecting for an hour, so all of a sudden, if you sure. do, if you are congested and stuff, it starts coming out. But here's here's Christy keeping it balanced. She's got to throw some love in, repping Drew Locke. That's, that's so. Cool. And 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 the Duke of Denver himself. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christy. That's amazing. Christy means everything to us. Thank you so much. All right, let me see here, guys. I know it is kind of a weird pod because. It is Father's Day. We wanted to have a Father's Day focus, and it's it's great to spend this time with you guys. Again, not a lot of news to, to, to analyze. Um, so if there is anything specific on your mind, get it out there, and we will address it. Maybe we end up making this podcast a little bit shorter than, than usual. Maybe not. There's still a few other things. Okay, here we go. Christy, I watched the Broncos with my mom, and she is and was the best father a girl could ask for that's very cool that's a very cool thank you for sharing that with us and I bet there are a lot of people out there right now nodding their heads that can relate to that on some level sounds like you had one heck of a mom and you're very uh, very lucky to have her thank you for sharing that uh, Jody wants to know why are the protests okay for tons of people to gather but not an NFL game careful Chad <laughs> So you guys don't really want to get, get me started now. on this, yeah. Jody? There should be no difference, right? There should. It, I mean, if the, it's either a threat and it's either a problem for for gatherings, mass gatherings, or it's not. Um, hopefully, I'll just say this. I don't want I don't want to go down that road. I'll just say this, Zach. Let's just hope. Look, June twenty first today, as we are streaming this live. Training camp is five weeks from now. A lot can happen in a positive sense. A lot can change. Yeah. So we're just, we're going to focus on optimism and positivity and hoping that uh, everything shakes out the way it should. That's not to be, you know, put our head in the sand, but unfortunately simple issues like health. Um, uh, uh, the V word, or we'll just say a pandemic. It is, pl- it falls somehow and it happened really quickly but it falls on political lines. You cannot talk about this topic without somebody getting pissed off. Someone feeling like I could, I, we could tender uh, an opinion on whatever it might be. And someone go, Oh, you're, you're just stumping for Donald Trump or, Oh, you're just one of these bleeding hearts. It doesn't matter. I we've seen, I've seen accusations on for, on both fronts. People think they know exactly what our opinions are. And all we're talking about is something as, non-political, Zach, as a pandemic. This has nothing to do with politics. And yet, for whatever reason, I think the media has a lot to do with it. Yes. It has has broken along those lines.
3: Everything is nowadays, Chad. Literally, you can argue apples versus oranges and it become a political issue. It's just the scope of the world now with social media and everyone has a platform. And not to air my personal opinion, it shouldn't be politicized. It shouldn't be that way, but it's just the harsh reality of what life has become. Was your husband TG? Wow. No, say it ain't so.
2: TG, what we all know TG. We all know who this is. Bonafide member of the community. Super chat superstar, Zach. We were just talking about it. Was yeah, either yeah. you and I or it was you and I and uh, Boana Beast. We're saying, wow. hey, it's been a minute since we've seen TG. Uh, Bwana, I'm so it, sorry
1: to hear that.
2: Hi, guys. My husband loved you guys. He's no longer... Here with us, I have been trying
3: to catch you live to let you all know. Damn it. What happened? If you don't mind sharing. I mean, he was such a valued member of our community and he was always around. And we just, like you said, we just talked about him. I'm, yeah. My mind is kind of blown right now. Wow. If, I'm uh, so sorry to hear that.
2: Thank you for bringing it to our attention. We have been wondering about it and uh, we don't mean to pry. If you don't want to talk about it in a live stream, do us a favor and send us an email. If you wouldn't mind and let us know what happened, that's private. We can keep it private. If you don't want to share what's going on, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Let us know what happened. And if there's anything we can do to help by, by all means, please let us know. TG was very supportive of mile high huddle. And so anything we can do to support you, please let us know. Please let us know. Uh, Gio jumping in, showing love on on Father's Day. Very generous, as always, my friend. Thank you, George. Happy Father's Day, Broncos country. I remember the look on my father's face when I came inside after going out in the snow and pouring two bottles of champagne over my head after winning our first Super Bowl. Priceless. That's cool, dude. That is very cool. Out in the snow with champagne, celebrating the Broncos, finally bringing home the Lombardi. That's a special moment, dude. I bet you'll never forget that. Uh, Terry jumping in again. Thank you, Terry, to say, I helped teach my dad how to skate. Grandpa taught me. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag Broncos world. Now, are you That's talking true. about skateboarding? Are you talking about like hockey skating, ice skating? I'm curious what uh, what kind of skating, just for what it's worth. It's cool to, to learn about everyone's lives here. Zyka, showing some love on Super Chat. Appreciate, Appreciate you, my you. friend. Happy Father's Day to everybody but I got to stick up for Bowles a little. He's definitely not great, but he's had Keenum and Flacco so far and looked his best for Locke. He's just become the Broncos' fall guy. Hey, you know, you're right. He's not had it easy in terms of protecting for an upper echelon level quarterback. He did look better down the stretch. It is no coincidence that Drew Locke was was the quarterback for most of that stretch in which Bowles really looked good. I think from the buy on, he only relinquished five pressures, if I'm not mistaken. And he only relinquished one sack on Drew Locke from week 13 on. So there is reason to be optimistic, Zyka. And I tend to uh, concur with you that some of the hate Bowles gets is a little out there in left field. Although I do understand that there's been some just mind blowing, you got to be kidding me type moments yeah. of recidivism by one Garrett Bowles.
3: I'm not exonerating him because he had Flacco and Keenum as his quarterbacks, and his little stretch last year doesn't overwrite the last couple years of ineptitude that he's had, but I will say I've been watching a lot of Broncos film lately, a lot of the their Drew Locke games. I put some clips out on Twitter, and I have noticed that Bulls looked light- Light years better, night and day better than he did in the previous weeks. And that could be a product of Drew Locke, just energizing the offense. Maybe the light finally clicked. He has to prove that for an entire 16-game schedule, though. You can say what you want. You can have optimism. He has Munchak, better offense, but he has to prove it on a snap-by-snap and a game-by-game basis. I don't think anyone can dispute that. You got your wish, Zach. Leroy's
2: bringing up the Woody Page article. We were going to talk about this at the top of the show, but then we got we went down the rabbit hole of Father's Day, and we ended up forgetting about this. But Woody Page suggests here's Leroy that we sign Cam Newton because we have one of the worst quarterback situations in the league. What are your thoughts, guys? Zach, go ahead and, and you uh, you open this one up.
3: I, I just I couldn't believe when you told me that was Woody Page. I mean, I respect his opinions and his analysis and his inside information. He's been spot on with the Broncos the last couple seasons. I don't know. I mean, we talked about this off air. It could be a product of nothing going on right now, and everyone kind of has to sell their own stories, get their own clicks. There's no reason, though, they should sign Camp Newton. I mean, literally zero. He's not the same player that he was. The Broncos, you can argue, ruined his career. He's been out of football for a while. There's a reason why he's still on the free agent market. They have a young hotshot in Drew Locke, who Woody Page endorsed, by the way. They have a backup to him. They have some young players. It would just add more baggage than it would be useful. I mean, literally, I can expect that from Adam Rank or Nick Wright, some other hot take artist, but from a guy like Woody Page, I'm really surprised. Yeah, do you really
2: want to take the spotlight off of Drew Locke? Think of the distraction it would be bringing in Cam Newton because he is, you know, former number one overall pick, Heisman Trophy winner, former league MVP. It's been a while since he was that level of a quarterback, and it's mostly been due to injuries, although, as Zach said, he simply hasn't been the same guy since Super Bowl 50. But still, even if you brought him in and you said, you guys, we need to upgrade the backup. I mean, we're talking about Jeff Driscoll being the guy standing in between the Broncos winning games and the entire season being lost if something happens to Drew Locke. And I get what you're saying, but that distraction would completely overshadow and take away from Locke being the guy, from Locke being the focus, it's just not a bridge you want to cross i think it's one of those examples zach of it being the dog days of summer yeah, it's and the media be. needs something to talk about it's just it you know we under we we live in the belly of the beast when it comes to digital sports media we understand the thinking we understand the motivations and i think that's probably the best way to explain this particular article from woody but and, but also,
3: why? No, real quick. Why would Newton even want to be a backup? Why would he settle right. for that? If he was a starter, he was a league MVP. He was a superstar just a few years ago. Why would he come into a non-playoff team and be behind a guy who's a first-year starter? He would want a starting job. Yeah. So, no situation in any scenario where he would come to Denver. I don't know why he even brought that up.
2: And he'll hold out till he gets that opportunity. He maybe he right. just doesn't play in twenty in twenty twenty. Right, right. But maybe he waits to see how the training camp dust settles because there are some spots that right now they have it, you know, penciled in as a starter. But if they don't live up to snuff, they might go, dang, man, we need to upgrade. Hey, Cam, you want to come in and be the starter? By the way, Mike D jumping in with your bad breath onion rings. That's a handle. Great name. Very unique handle, my friend. He says, uh, with a very generous super chat. Appreciate it. Can't wait to see the mismatches we create on offense this year hoping coaching is creative uh, creative enough to take advantage of our weapons. Is Pat Shermer more Dan Reeves or Mike Shanahan? That's a really good question. He's definitely more Mike Shanahan. Dan Reeves was an excellent head coach. Got his team to the top of the mountain, couldn't quite get to the summit, but, I mean, what did he lead? Three Broncos teams to the Super Bowl plus the Falcons, and it was just so sad that the the other team he led, the Falcons, had to lose to the Broncos in the Super Bowl, but – Nevertheless, Dan Reeves was an excellent head coach. Pat Shermer, terrible head coach, terrible head coach. Very good offensive coordinator, very good quarterback whisperer, not a head coach for this Fair. league. I doubt he'll ever get another opportunity. It's very rare in the modern league that that coaches get a third a swing at, at the plate when it comes to head coaching gigs. But creative speaking, he is a, more of a uh, sprout off of the Andy Reid coaching tree. But it all has its basis in West Coast offense, including the Mike Shanahan. Now, Mike Shanahan's ended up weaving in zone blocking as a big staple of the offense and much more vertical striking through the play-action game, which is why Kyle Shanahan, he actually takes exception to the notion that his father's offense was West Coast. Because the whole point of the West Coast passing game, anyone that's learned or read up on Bill Walsh, is that he viewed the passing game as an extension of the running game. So a lot of horizontal passes, a lot of short passes. That's what – and, you know, you're basically nickel and diming your opponent with high percentage passes down the field. That's what Joe Montana made a career out of. And then eventually when you lull him into kind of a sleep, that's when you go over the top to Jerry Rice. That's the West Coast. And Kyle Shanahan's act, he gets really upset when you call his father's offense the West Coast, but in a very literal sense. He's right. He's right. But if you boil it down to the actual source and inspiration, Mike Shanahan is a spring off of the Bill Walsh tree if you go back far enough, and so is Andy Reid if you go back far enough through Mike Holmgren. So I don't want to bore you guys on it, but I think Shermer is definitely more Shanahan than he is Dan Reeves.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought it actually meant Kyle Shanahan at first, but then it was you know Dan Reeves or Mike Shanahan, and, and Reeves was a little more, way more predictable. And I, and I don't think Shermer is that. If anything, he takes chances. He has a vertical style offense. He knows how to maximize his quarterback's talent. To me, like you said, and you, you nailed it, Chad. He's way more Mike Shanahan uh, than he is Dan Reeves. But I'm so, I'm messed up from the TG news, Chad. I, I had to do a double take when I read that. It's, it's so sad. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe that.
2: You know, it's one of those things where you get a piece of news like that and it stuns you and it shocks you. And in a live setting like this, you know, it makes you yeah. just want to go, man, and contemplate. But we have to keep the conversation going. So for TG's significant other, please don't take the fact that we are moving on with the conversation as anything other than us just having just keeping the, sh- the show going for our listeners. Everyone is stunned to hear that about TG. And I want to check real quick here. To see if she came back in to give us any details. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm not seeing anything from her. So hopefully she reaches out. On uh, maybe she can email us or something. Hopefully she heard that, Zach. But let's and, grab this from uh, Discount Audio and Wheels, our friend D A Dub. Hope the store's doing well, my friend. Very generous, thank you. super. Appreciate Very you. Cool. He says, happy Father's Day to all in Broncos country. Getting the message out. Um, you as well. Yes. I was just checking a quick message there from Buona Beast. He's not seen anything from the
3: TG account.
2: Man, that just is such a bummer. Such a bummer to hear that. If she's
3: listening, they'll just know that we have him in our thoughts and prayers for sure. And thank you for passing that along, even though it's it's obviously not ideal news.
2: Glenn Hauser jumping in, showing some love. One of our Super Chat superstars. Thank you, Glenn watching the Broncos with my family growing up was an amazing experience that I now do with my wife and our girls hashtag HFD MHH country hashtag state of being happy father's day is what he's saying. to I appreciate that. That's cool, man. That's cool. I'm sure your girls will have a unique and appreciation for football that they will, and the Broncos that they will always connect. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. But I wasn't sure dude. Cause yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure hockey is what it is up there. It is the main sport in Canada. So Terry was talking about ice skating. That's cool. Were you a hockey player? I'm curious to know. I, I mean, at what level did you stop playing hockey is base is probably the better question because everyone plays hockey up North of our border here. All right, guys, we're getting, uh, close to our normal signing off time here. If you have any specific questions on Broncos, get them in now. Otherwise we'll sign off a little bit earlier tonight than we might normally. And we will check you back here tomorrow night, same time as usual. And hopefully Monday serves us up some talking points and whatever they might be. Some, some issue, some, some Bronco related nuggets that we can all chew on and, and discuss here together. Um, Robert saying, Shanahan was a run, run, pass. He had TD, Rod Smith, Ed McCaffrey, and Shannon Sharp. Yes, he was. Uh, Let's see. James Campbell. Thank goodness, run, run, pass has gone. Almost every down and distance should be a passing down right now. There was an interesting graph that Nick Kendall shared showing expected win percentage added per rush. It is a very different league than it once was. That's for Dak, I'm sure. KP jumping in again. Appreciate you, my friend. He Take says, My care. dad was a Raiders fan. I emancipated him <laughs> legally. Leave- <laughs> That's funny. Enjoy 1983, Pops. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it's either 83 or 02, or it was a 03, 03 Super Bowl, right? When they got to, uh, Lost to Chucky and the Tampa Bay Bucks in 03. But that was the last time that I can remember the Raiders being good was that Super Bowl season. I know they got to the playoffs that one year with Derek Carr, but Derek Carr was hurt by the time they got there. And it was Connor, what was his name? Connor Cook is mm-hmm. who had to start. And he just got brutalized in that divisional round playoff. But they didn't. Let's see, what was that? 2016. So that was, I,
3: did they win the division that year? Yeah, the Broncos didn't win it. <laughs> I don't think the Chiefs won it. I think they they went nine and seven or ten and six. I think the Raiders won it. That was their only playoff year since You Could be right. Gary Fryer. Hi
2: Gary. I your your name on super chat is not one that I recognize. So it's good to see you. And thank uh, we you, Gary. Really appreciate you. Keep coming back, man. Be a part of the community, and and it's good to have you here with us. He says, longtime Broncos fan. Because my dad, who is from Saliva, Salina, Selina, I don't know, endured all Super Bowls. First, first time I saw my dad cry was watching the Broncos beat Favre and the Packers. I'll keep watching from the Great Pacific Northwest. Hashtag state of being. Hashtag W-A-S T. wast, Wast. Washington State, I think. There you go. See, I need my I need my translator over here, my interpreter. But that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us, yeah. Gary. And it's awesome to hear everybody's – how people's fathers influence them when it comes to the Denver Broncos and football. But, gang, we're going to get out of here for now. We, we want to – as much as we love talking to you, don't get us wrong. We're not saying, hey, this is getting boring. But when you run out of Broncos topics to talk about and you don't have something pre-prepared lined up, you are better off just hopping out, hopping off and, and circling back for more for the next episode. So that's what we're going to do. But, gang, please, if you haven't, make sure you like this video before you exon out of here, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching, give us a like. It really helps in the algorithm. It really helps to hack the social media equation and get this podcast out in front of more like minded Broncos fans just like you. So take care of that. And another reminder here, guys make sure you're following the pod on Twitter. At Huddle Up Pod. You won't miss anything that you need to know as it relates to podcast programming, so long as you're following at Huddle Up Pod and also at Mile High Huddle. If you're in a position, check out huddle If not, it's good to have you here. And Zach, have a great start to your week, my friend. And hopefully, not hopefully, tomorrow night, we'll have a lot more to talk about. We'll pre, If we need to, we'll pre-prepare some other topics and really dive deep. But we wanted to focus on Father's Day today and one or two other things and talk to our awesome community. But have a great start to your week, bro.
3: You as well. And can we get a freaking roster move? Can we get a draft pick signing? Can we get some sort of news that we can sink our teeth through? I'm still, every Sunday going into the new week, I'm still crossing my fingers that we can kind of just have something new to discuss. Hopefully that's tomorrow, though. But regardless... Always looking forward to podcasting, Chad. Always looking forward to seeing our, our listeners, our followers. So see you guys. then. See you guys. Shout out to Buona
2: beast. Appreciate everything you do. My friend also to James Campbell helping us out in the every single chat. And it's yeah. late where he's at right now, gang, he's seven hours ahead. If you're in mountain time right now, he's seven, maybe eight hours ahead of you in time. So it's late for him or shall I say we hours of the morning where he is right now, but Gang, we'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. Have a great start to your week. Happy Father's Day once again to all the awesome dads out there in Broncos country. And then don't forget to follow my partner here on, on Twitter, Zach Kelberman at KelbermanNFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. We will see you guys tomorrow night, the usual time.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's
2: deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
1: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.